Soulful Conversations with Ash Grunewald, and this is part two of my interview with the amazing John Butler, and this was a hell of a lot of fun, and I found John to be a beautiful human being. He really is very honest and very generous and funny, and he's just got a whole lot of really good insights, and I know you're going to absolutely love this episode, so thanks for tuning in and being on this journey with us on Soulful Conversations, and please do uh, share this on socials and rate and review it, and I would be eternally grateful if you could tell your friends and also do this little trick that I saw on the Jim Quick podcast, which is basically just take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and share it on socials with any good quotes that you found in here, and there are a lot of pearls of wisdom in here, I can tell you that for sure. So as they say, without further ado... John Butler. Welcome to Soulful Conversations with Ash Grunewald. In this podcast, we interview inspiring and amazing people, musicians, surfers, and experts in mindset, creativity, health, well-being, and making the world a better place. tired of beating around the bush. I want to go deep and have a soulful conversation. This podcast is brought to you by Earth Bottles. At Earth Bottles, we are on a mission to end single-use plastics, offering a full range of beautiful double-insulated bottles, reusable coffee cups, food and tea canisters, stainless steel straws, bags, and lots of plastic-free eco-goodies. Earth Bottles proudly supports the Breast Cancer Network of Australia, Beyond Blue, Hope for Health, Clean Coast Collective, 15 Trees, Bali Baby House, and the UN Refugee Agency. So head over to www.earthbottles.com.au for a 10% discount using the promo code ASHLOVESME. Together, we can make a change and break up with single-use plastics. stuff and they're great and i think you know my phone is the same kind of thing it can be very very um helpful device uh it's just like all things you know uh you have to moderate them mm. you know i think there's some substances on the planet that are amazing for the human mind and uh, if you abuse them then they could do the exactly opposite in, mm. in which they're you know what they're intended for in my belief but uh yeah totally mental hygiene baby mental hygiene i think you know i, I think it's it's not a coincidence that we are seeing a massive epidemic of uh, uh, anxiety and depression and other mental diseases and whatever you want to dis-ease mm. um, because that is the, that's the next frontier. Mm. And the society is kind of almost forcing us into the corner to kind of deal with it because of the, the neck-break pace of it all and mm. the complexities of the world that we live in at the moment. But that is the frontier to get to get a handle on that instruction manual and and realize how to how to get some relief from the from the dis ease and everybody starting to work on that more and more 
mm. and using the device to spread knowledge about it. I mean, who knows what we're capable of? Yeah. As a, as a you know, it, it, it could be, it's probably not the first time. We know it's not the first time it's happened in history because in Indigenous cultures or what's come through India, there, there are some of the answers in the past. But imagine if we all, if we all start to evolve that way now. I mean, it's mm. it's really cool to think about what might be possible on the optimistic side of things. Totally. And, you know, like sometimes it's not – you can be optimistic about it and at the same time it might not be an easy, an easy journey. It might yeah. be a little hard for a little bit of relief comes, you know. Uh, I feel like, yeah, we might be going into learning more about ourselves and that might be a little bit painful, learning about mm. our anxieties and our depressions or – to be honest about it and to be vulnerable about it and to speak out about it then relieves the pressure for other people. Then all of a sudden we're all talking about it in a way that we don't feel shame and discomfort. Then we can really get to the bottom of it and like live with this duality of being a human because it, du- it is a duality. Mm. We love things black and white. Mm. I love things black and white. Mm. Good guy, bad guy. Yeah. Okay, I know who I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. But, you know, good people can do bad things and bad people do good things. Yeah. You know, and life, you know, like, it's, it's a tricky thing to, um, to, to become at peace with. But if we, you know, I think we come from an age of be tough, be stoic, don't show your pain, and, you know, you're going to be the winner. And I, and I think we're slowly seeing that that's eroding our society, especially for males who live in silence and then all of a sudden pop themselves and you're like, oh, yeah. what happened to Bruce? Oh, shit. Yeah, I thought he was fine. Now he's dead. You yeah. know, the biggest killer of men between 14 and 45 is not, it's not hang gliding. It's not cars. It's not war. It's suicide. So the more vulnerable we can be about our mental hygiene and mm. our, the journeys that we're on, which are mental, but also spiritual and emotional, Maybe there's a real power in that. There's a real courageousness in that. There's a real mm. bravery in that. All the things that we think holding it in and being tough for and being courageous, that's not being courageous. That's fucking scared. That's yeah. a scared, rigid thing. Mm. But to be open and flexible and honest and vulnerable, maybe that's the most badass thing that we could be doing right now. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That is really good. Can I ask on the on the other side of... It, this is spirituality and focus, but this is the really rather than um, remedial from well, everything you, you said before now in this conversation has we been fantastic. You can just turn left instantly. I'm, <laughs> I, with I'm, you, I'm about to get <laughs> this. Go. is one of my fascinations. Everything you've said has been absolutely spot on and I love it. Um, but now I want to switch into... I don't know if I was dreaming last night. I was listening to your podcast again, thinking about this discussion. Uh, I thought I'd listen to it all through. But then you said, I don't know if I dreamt this or not, but you said you, you believe that you do have the power to manifest your dreams and your goals and things like that. Did you say something like that? <laughs> or did I make that up? <laughs> um, I have said things like that. I'm not sure if I said it in the podcast. You may have dreamt that. But I, like I, was... that I like that you've dreamt that. <laughs> Well, do you have something to? I, I know think we're talking about faith, maybe, and I talked about the fact that what you put your mind to becomes reality. I yeah, think. and I do believe in the power of prayer. Yeah, as a, as a person who's a non-orthodox religious person, I'm not, I don't I have any one religion that I follow, but I I find myself to be somebody who thinks about divinity and spirituality a lot, uh, or, or or I'm influenced by it, whether I like it or not. Maybe it's a better way to put it. Yeah, I do feel like you can 
manifest. I think that's part of that kind of technology I was talking about with the mind. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, just the infinite technology that we have that we don't even understand. We're multidimensional beings. I do believe that you can manifest. In a literal sense. In a literal sense. Right. So I want to, what uh, you know, I want to, I'm looking at Rod Laver right now. <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm looking at a sign. <laughs> um, you can just decide, or I, if I could, if I could line it up properly and I could really, really get to a really high level of manifesting like a yogi motherfucker and really manifest playing Rod Laver. I could or or somebody could. I think if that's what you really wanted. Yeah. And I think it might not just be just praying. Yeah. And just oh, you've got to do, right? Yeah, there's going to be a whole myriad of things. And, and you might be at Rod Laver Arena one day with the whole thing packed out and you might be part of a cooking program. <laughs> you know, like you be careful. Like you got to really like, you know, like sometimes shit happens in ways that you thought was going to happen. Then it totally doesn't. You know, like, uh, so uh, I'll be there. Admit. Who knows? Click, click, click. Or you may be playing a gig. I, I, I think if you want it enough, it, it can happen. And it, um, but I think there's a, a couple of different things that go with it. And that's the magic of it and the wisdom of it that I don't understand. But, why? You've got to know your why. why. Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, why? Why do you mm. want to fill that place up? Mm. I'm not saying you. I'm saying yeah. the, the you is in us. I'm mean, look at that place and go, yeah, I feel the same way. But a lot of it's my ego. Yeah. And I think if you try to manifest things for your ego, that you, you could be in tricky territory. So that's like a bit of a Wayne Dyer. I remember Wayne Dyer saying something about that because I've been reading a bit of him. Have you ever got into him before? No. Wayne Dwyer? Wayne Dyer. Uh, no. He had a lot of books with white covers and he was wearing <laughs> they look pretty self-helpy but um he said a lot of good things that he got really into the manifestation kind of mm. thing but um you know he was sort of saying you can manifest all these things but it's kind of got to be in line with a higher purpose i think it does like you're talking about manifestation and, and praying and and it's a very reverent and sacred and rit- ritual and so therefore you know i think it does have to have some depth to it and and, you know, I, I didn't want to do what I'm doing now. I mean, when I first started out, when I first started out as a kid, my biggest, I wanted to be in the special forces. I wanted to be in the army. <laughs> I wanted to stop the bad guys. Yeah, right. And I wanted to be a force of good. Then I wanted to be a professional skateboarder. Then I wanted to be a, an art teacher because all I really wanted to do is be creative and be able to pay the rent. And I stumbled into music. And through music, I've been able to kind of do all the things I've wanted to do, which is have all the performance, the creative aggression of skateboarding all the creativity of art and be able to use my, my energy for good over evil, which was the kind of the army thing. And I would have never thought I would have been here. Mm. Like that's not. So I think what I'm trying to say is sometimes be careful what you pray for. Careful. Mm. It might take you on a path that you don't, that you don't um, totally understand. I'm happy where I am, but manifestation. Yeah. I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a alchemic, uh, journey that I don't understand, but uh, I do know that it can. We can do stuff with it, you know. I mean, there's that classic, that classic um, uh, trial that they did where they had a massive uh, meditation convention in Washington D.C., which had the highest murder 
murder uh, per capita rate in the country. And they, they over this weekend said, let's see if we can bring down, you know, the murder rate by 25 percent. They put it this time, you know, they put this uh, this number on it and. And they brought it down by 25%. For those two days, they somehow, you know, correlated the information. Yeah, I've heard of this one, yeah. And I do believe that, yeah, we can manifest things through our mind. And we manifest things through our mind all the time. When we really want to put our energy towards something, we can do crazy, awesome things. Mm. Especially when we do it as a group. So, whether that's getting to the moon or, you know... Well, bombing a country, you know, I mean, yeah. they all take a lot of energy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what do you want to use your energy? Yeah, towards, and what you know? are you focused on? And yeah. what's everything leading towards? Yeah. Well, we have um, a sample group of one here, you, and you're incredibly successful. And there's a lot of, um, and there's a lot that goes into that and a lot of talent and a lot of hard work. So, but reverse engineering that now thinking about manifestation, did you ever have points? Like you said, when you first started out, you were playing and it was just going well and blah, blah, blah. But then did you go into it with that mindset that you can manifest what you want? And did you go for it? Like really go for it at a point and try and actively manifest? Well, I started realizing that manifestations were happening first of all. And I think they can kind of build upon each other and create momentum. And so my biggest dream from the time I was about 16 was like, shit, when, you know, you're in high school and they're going, Hey, you got to do something for the rest of your life. That's part of, you know, like you need to pay the rent and, you know, and you need money in this society and all the shit that they tell you in fucking high school. And like, I started thinking, shit, I just want to be creative and be able to pay the rent and one day have some kids and a, a you know partner and may we be creative and fruitful <laughs> you know oh, i'll be an art teacher i can't guarantee that i'm going to be a successful visual artist because mm. that's that's a hard game but my art teachers had a really big impact on me they're my favorite part of school they had a big influence on the youth and you can be creative and you get holidays cool that's great yeah. you know so i was going to uni and i discovered busking and open tuning and started <laughs> busking and I made in the first hour $32 in an hour. I, the highest paying job before that was nine bucks an hour through fruit picking and dwelling up. Before that was five <laughs> bucks an hour doing stained glass in San Diego. I'm like 32 bucks an hour. I'm being creative and I can pay the rent. And I mixed that with some other things for a while, for a year. I got, I got on unemployment, which I saw as an art grant. You know? <laughs> and I started manifesting to a certain degree. I started being able to be creative and pay the rent. And then I just, then I worked hard, but there was this, point in time around right before my first album where I was just, I caught myself looking at my photo shoots and the gigs and it was all me, 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 me. And meanwhile, all my friends, a lot of my, my peers were on blockades in the Southwest, Mm. um, protecting ancient forests from being wood chipped and sold for less than a dollar a ton to make paper, um, of all things. And I thought, God, man, my world seems so vacuous and narcissistic compared to what I see these young men and women doing, putting their lives and limbs on the line for our country, our country, like country, country. So maybe that tapped into my old special forces place of like, whoa, (laughs) these people are really putting, they're really serving their country and serving their communities and their environments. What am I doing? I'm looking at my photo shoots and like thinking about my career and how many people I can, if I can sell out mojos seeming a little bit, you know, and so I did make a deal instead of making a deal with the devil, that old blues thing. I did make a deal, like a really conscious, really maybe naive, very obvious deal with the earth. I was like, cool, if I'm going to do this, if it's going to be so self-indulgent 
it needs to be part of bringing positivity and change to this planet. Yeah. I, as a butler, will be a servant (laughs) for for good, for good through what I do. If, if, if I'm allowed to live this very creative life, let it be of service. The minute that happened, it galloped. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. But yeah, it's taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of self-reflection. It's come ups and downs. Have I achieved all the things I wanted to? Not necessarily, you know. Yeah, you well. know? I mean, you know, you pointed at a lot of Rod Laver Arena. That was there. so funny. You yeah, know, I'm looking like, at it now. Shit, yeah, there's parts of my, my uh, what would you call it, you know, dreaming that would go, yeah, let's do that. I always yeah. go, the sky's the limit. Let's see how far you can take it. Yeah. But then I go, why? And, you know, is it, is it because I want to fill a bottomless pit of, like, you know, self self-hate and you know like it's never enough or is it because i want to do good so you know yeah i'd want to feel it to do good if i haven't achieved it does that mean i failed no maybe that maybe not achieving rod labor arena is a bigger life lesson Hmm. of understanding that 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 not succeeding at all your dreams doesn't mean failure and maybe sitting with peace with that's actually bigger that's a bigger nugget of gold Hmm. than selling it out Maybe. Yeah, wow. Because I do have a lot of self hatred and I do have a lot of like negative thinking. I do have a lot of, you know, combative, beat up ego that's trying to protect me from a world because of my past and all those things. And so maybe healing all that stuff mm. through the journey is more important than achieving all my dreams. Mm. You know, maybe that is, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you really want to be a servant for change, well, maybe you're going to have to change yourself. And, yeah. and that, be careful what you wish for. You thought you thought it was going to be all on the outside. Well, really, it's all on the inside, buddy. So strap in. It'd be nice. It'd be a Hollywood-like tale if it may, if life made you solve that stuff. And then it's like, okay, now you can have the uh, yeah. cherry on top now that you sorted it out. But yeah. not until. Yeah, you know. I think life works in a different way. I really rambled on you there, bro. No, um, no, no, no. That was good. I just wanted to ask you one thing because, like, you are so successful and, you know, to like all of us in the root scene in Australia, we we are looking up to you in terms of su- success. But I'm, I'm aware that humans are just so weird and I would never underestimate our ability to fuck it up for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you ever felt like with all this success, have you just ever felt that really stupid thing? I'm sure you'd slap yourself in the face if you did, but like, being like felt unsuccessful or because you so used to achieving more and more like got too focused on the more and felt like eh, am i going anywhere with this that was a really well, long no, no 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 because no, I'm, I'm trying to break it apart I, I when you say us in the root scene look to you as a as a kind of uh, like a, a, a some kind of threshold of success i'm, I'm still trying to <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to go why um you know we all have our different ideas of success my yeah. I, my my true idea of success is pay the rent feed yourself and the people you love through doing what you love um and you can do that in combination with your partner and they're doing the same thing all the better so I, I was able to do that years ago and yes I have felt many times that I haven't reached my idea of success yeah and yeah. in fact it's been a, a lot of that throughout the really? years where it, it, it's been the driving factor to keep me going because the mountains I look to to climb are fucking big. Yeah. You know, like I don't, you know, naively right or wrong, you know, I look to the Beyonce's as a, as, as a benchmark, you know, I look, yeah. I, I look to, you know, the Dylan's as a benchmark. I look to, 
the Bruce Springsteens. I look at those people and go, cool, that's how high the mountain is. Well, better, <laughs> better fucking put my boots on and strap in. Yeah. I'm maybe on my ego so out of proportion that it thinks that I can even play ball with those people. I don't know. When I think about playing ball with those people, it scares the shit of myself. I just want to run away and hide. I don't know. But definitely I fight with the ego, which is like, when is it ever enough for yeah. you? When is it ever enough for you? And then when I answer that and go, well, what is this hole I'm feeling? I look at the hole and I'm like, oh, I start crying because the hole's really sad mm. because it's trying to fill a space of belonging and, and acceptance and, and love. And, um, you know, I think that that's been the journey. That's been the journey, you know, as I've been climbing this mountain, trying to kind of do good and fight my ego the journey has been to look at the ego and go, well, what do, why are you doing this? And why do you feel so, so empty at times? And what is it? And, and that they're really big questions and they come from a lot of old stuff from the past. And that's actually been the journey of it all at the end of the day. It's like, it's like you aim from the mountain and you go within and you know, the mountains actually inside, you know? Um, so yeah, I would say there's been many moments where it's not been enough. Mm, that's interesting. That's- it's not been enough. And that feels fucking pretty selfish at times to think that. To yeah. go, wow, how is this not enough for you? If this is not enough for you, then there's something more going on. So what's that something more? And that's all that baggage. I'm glad I asked that question because, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. that, and, and it's a real relief to know that Dylan, Springsteen, all these guys, it's just that they've got a big hole and, you know, I don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? You know, maybe, maybe their journey in their manifestation, like that was, you know, filling those arenas, that was the way they, they dealt with their demons, the way I've had to deal with mine or mm. an, another way, you know, mm. I, I'm I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm just like actually the cup overflows so much for me to really enjoy it is to be happy within myself. Yeah. And maybe if I'm happy within myself, maybe or maybe not, something more may happen. But don't do it for that reason. Yeah. You know, but you could achieve all those things. You could play Rod Levy Arena, but if you still have this negative bias and this hole to fill, you'll be on stage and it still won't be enough. Yeah. And if that's not enough, then nothing's ever enough. Yeah. And if now is not enough for you right now, not being at Rod Levy right now, if right now is not enough for you, John, then fucking the work is not on stage. The work mm. is not actually in the studio. The work is in my heart and in my mind and in my spirit. That's where the fucking work is. Mm. And if my music guides me to that work, fucking that's the journey for me. Music has always been the teacher mm. in a ways that I'll never understand. Mm. You know, if I can't be satisfied by this, there's a, there's, you know, it's <laughs> surely not the fucking music. It's not the career. It's, it's my outlook. Yeah. And, that, and that's all our journey, isn't it? Whether we're successful or not, whether whatever industry we're in or not, what's our outlook towards mm. ourself, towards our past, towards our future? Mm. We're all in, that's where we're all in the same boat, mm. you know? Totally. I mean, I look at your life, sorry, I look <laughs> at your life and I go, most people in the world would dream of a lifestyle like that. Your partner yeah. is like this extremely creative, self-driven person who has this great company, Earth Bottles, yeah. and you know, is doing great stuff. You're able to write books, surf, play music, do podcasts. You live in Bali sometimes. You live in Byron sometimes. Sometimes you live in Turkey. You, you explain, you're like beautiful, healthy man. <laughs> I haven't met your wife. Thanks, brother. <laughs> but, um, you have children. It's like life is fucking, the cup overfloweth, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, and it's a beautiful thing that, you yeah. know, that's 
you know that that compared to me or or to Beyonce, we're all like, uh, there's not. The only difference would be how much we're really enjoying it, how much yeah. we really can taste it and savor it and know. Mm. No matter on what economic scales we're on, like if we don't feel it and go, oh, fuck yeah, I wake up every morning and I didn't die, <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or instead of waking up every morning going, fuck, it's not enough, yeah, you know. Well, you're just not like like Sadhguru would say. Another one, he would say, he's like, you're not. If you're feeling bad after all that, you're like, I'm not running the gadget right. Yeah, it's running wrong. Yeah, it's running you wrong. Yeah. You're not running it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just uh, amazing. And I mean, obviously, everything that you've said about that applies to your own playing too, because that's what I heard last night. Man, your guitar playing's improved too, more. I yeah, mean, right. you've always been an amazing guitarist, but there was something on your podcast where you did this shred thing. You said Jan went inside and you kept oh, yeah, practicing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on faith, yeah. you just keep on, just as you talk about the career stuff and that, you know, playing a different venue, that's to do with a whole lot of other things and your songwriting. It's got a whole lot of components, but there's also that level of just musicianship. Is that something that there's mountains in that world for you as well? Like, do you, are you trying to, I mean, to, I, to improve? Yeah, sure. I, well, you know, I think through listening to Hendrix years ago and still to this day, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear somebody who is a conduit for spirit yes. and divinity. I hear yes. somebody who's just, like, yes. whatever you want to call it, God, you call it the universe, you call it Buddha, you call it Om, whatever the fuck is flowing through those man, that man is, like, fairly pure. Yes. And it's powerful. He had a really unfettered uh, interface between the divinity and the, the physical world of sound. And so, yeah, I look to that and I'm like, fuck, well, there's, some, there's a long way to go. I want to I flow. I want to flow. I want to be free. I want to fly. And... And technique are all, it's all part of it. You know, like I, I spent, you know, a couple of weeks in India working with Debashish Bhattacharya, an amazing Hindustani slide guitarist. And he, you know, he taught me all these finger picking techniques, which are extremely rigorous and very technical. And but he said, through discipline comes freedom. And so, yeah. yeah, to a certain degree, I love practicing and I, and I want to get better at my craft only to be completely uh, unbridled wild beast in nature yeah. you know i just want to like you know i just want to flow and so that's always going to be you know my abilities as the conduit it's like it's like you know you got an infinite amount of electricity out there in the universe and with this little circuitry board and sometimes you can put so much into it that you fry your little circuitry and, it, and there's no output i just want to make sure that i'm evolving my circuitry so my bandwidth for the universe <laughs> more bandwidth of the universe comes through, you know, and how do I upgrade my circuitry to kind of like <laughs> take in more of the universe so I can flow it out. And through that people don't hear me as much. They hear like when I listen to Hendrix, I just hear, I hear divinity. Wow. You know, I hear, so I well don't hear put. him. I respect him for being such a clean conduit, you know? Yeah. And I just want to be that I serve the music more than it's here to serve me or yeah. my career even, you know? That is just um, I one hundred. I love that. I can't wait to hear that on the podcast, man. I totally agree with that, and I'm so glad you picked Hendrix because that's so true. Yeah, he's one of the because like uh, writing this book that uh, I've just I'm just finishing this book that Surf by Day Jam by Night. I wanted to get you into it too, and I was like, come on, he skates and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it, it's all the 
same stuff. I was talking to a lot of pro surfers um, and some musicians as well, but it was more the surfers, but I was always linking it back to music. And it is exactly what you've said. What's the time? It's quarter to two. I said to be over by two, so I'm just checking things. That's right. Yeah, let's just finish up here. Um, it, it's exactly what you. Um, but anyway, it's exactly what you said. I was talking to pro surfers and uh, for the book, and I was trying to draw, uh, basically draw the parallels with music, and it is. And I basically came down to this thing of the people who are a pure expression of style and grace and who are just channeling and just in flow state, they have to learn a whole lot of skills so that they can not think at all and Mm. just channel. Mm. I have a friend who played with Jordan during his golden years. Um, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning his name. Luke Longley, he's an Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he played with Jordan all throughout those big games. And he said, you know... Jordan would just stay behind for another three hours after after training. Wow. Everybody would go home, and he'd just keep on doing three-pointers. And, and just he trained so hard. And then you watch Jordan in those games, and you see through discipline comes freedom. I mean, that guy is, like, flowing. Like, some of those games, especially that first Lakers game, you know, that when Bulls first won, he was throwing three-pointers over his head without looking. Like he, and he was shaking his head going, he was so in the zone. In the zone, like, you know, the zone is not a technical space. The zone is, like, a spiritual place. Yeah. But it comes from discipline of, like, I'm going to fucking work on my craft. You know, hours and, you know, that 10,000 hours thing. Or, you know, the greatest surfers. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're absolutely one with nature. And that board, but they've just been in the water so much. There's been that's the discipline. They're in the water all the time. Yeah, more I mean, than their everyone muscles else. Muscles are fit. They've been, wor- you know, they're carrying rocks under the ocean. Like mm. you know, they, they, they're not just stop. sitting there going, "I want to be an awesome fucking." Yeah. Surfer. You know, like, they're like they're in it. Yeah, it is the meditation. It's like yoga. Yoga, a way of living, a way of being. Yeah, you know, it is in the breathing of all every day. It's like, you know. Is that what, what did you say with yoga? Yoga, I think the, the definition of yoga isn't it, is it a way of living, isn't it? Right, it, it means, I didn't know the definition, I, I, which I, 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 I love I don't know if that's the, the case, but it's like a way. It's like a way. It's yeah, not right. like a practice of stretching. Yoga in, in surfing, yoga in breathing, yeah. yoga in eating, yoga in being, yoga in surfing, yoga in playing guitar. A way. What is your way? It's living it. It's really it's just you have it. to live your passions Immersion. if you want it. Yeah. Immersion, yeah. Mm, and put in. Well, brother, this has been an amazing discussion. I knew it was going to be great, but it'd be better than I even we thought. We just keep on going. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you so much. No uh, a, yeah, it was just so good. Yeah, yeah and, and I really do appreciate you being on this first podcast episode. It's really important to me. Oh, this so is the thank first you, one? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm stoked to be a part of it. And, man, yeah. just big props. I'm just, like, knowing your story, seeing it from afar, what you're doing, carving your own unique path in this world is so inspirational for all of us because you know so many people out there wondering how do i live my dream you know what is what is the dream let me look in look let me look in on instagram to find how do i live my dream what are the steps and and there's you always have to kind of customize it and you've customized (laughs) and you know your own way of being and oh, it's cool. not standard because no way is standard. It's oh, everybody else. This is going to be different. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is respect. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. Respect to your journey. And we're all, we're all watching going, yeah, I want to bring a bit of that into what I'm doing. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, no brother. Worries, Thanks. Right. I mean,
on a personal level, that was a really amazing interview for me. John gave words to a lot of the things that I've been thinking and that I've been learning over the last 12 months, and um, it was just really impressive, his generosity of spirit and um, some of the stuff that he said about the importance of your outlook and... I love that quote that he got from his teacher in India, through discipline comes freedom. There's just a whole lot of good stuff in there. So thank you very much, as I said, for being part of this journey. And uh, check out John's podcast over at his website about his new album, Home. And if you want to jump over to Earth Bottles and get any of that good stuff, I've got the promo code Ash Loves Me for a 10% discount for you guys. But otherwise, I will see you next time on Soulful Conversations.